Samson, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Like, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, no problem. Yeah. Or I guess we should call you Mr. Gillette Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> being on the commercial and everything. Bro, like, let me tell you, first of all, that commercial was awesome. I just want to start there. Um, oh, thank you. It really was. Like, I've received so many. I was telling you before, I've received so many messages from people that were just talking about how inspirational it was, like how much it touched them. People not even in the trans community. Like, I'm telling you, like, oh, wow. I had people from my church back at home in California telling me, you know, that the commercial made them cry. So, oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So that's amazing. You definitely have touched a bunch of lives out there. So that's just. I just wanted to commend you on that for being that brave and, you know, not being ashamed for being able to put yourself out there. Like you're a real one for that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, thank you for coming on here today. I really just wanted to have you on here to like, let our followers and listeners just know a little bit about you. Um, you know, like how you're involved in the community and I know you've got your show and everything. So I just want everyone really just to get a sense of who Samson is. Um, so, yeah, um, I guess we'll just start off with some questions, if you don't mind, and just jump into the conversation. Um, so, if you don't mind, just telling everyone, like, how long have you been on T? Hello? Hello, Samson, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, you know what? Did your phone go dark? Like, did the um did your phone go dark for a minute? Yeah. Okay, so Is that what? that's what I've been noticing. If your phone goes dark, it like pauses the uh interview. So Okay, okay, okay. So I gotta make sure it doesn't go dark. All right. Yeah, right. and I should have told you that before. My apologies. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Okay. All right, so I'll start over again so, so we can uh, get everything on here. Um, just wanted to know, how long have you been on uh, T? Uh, I started to medically transition in 2009, so it's going on 10 years. Oh, wow. You've been yeah. on for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Wow, okay. Wow, that's a long time. I've only been on for uh, just made two years, so I'm still oh. new into the game. But that's that's great. So yeah, I, I mean, starting 10 years ago, what was that process like? Because I know people are coming, are starting to come more into their own now. But what was that like 10 years ago? Um, well, my situation uh, is probably a bit different from, from many people. One, I, I'm in Canada, so it's a very different mm. system up here. Oh, let's hear <laughs> Okay. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. So it's a bit different with healthcare and whatnot. And the government has made some serious strides in trying to make sure that uh, gender reassignment surgery are and sex reassignment surgery are something that people are able to actually apply for and get covered by the government. So it's just, uh, it really just depends on your doctor up here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If your doctor really knows how to, to code things, I guess you could say, um, mm -hmm. in order to make sure that the government knows exactly what your surgery is for and doesn't take it as just a cosmetic thing that you're doing. Right. Um, that way, it's, it's a blessing up here. So when I, when I started to medically transition, I actually didn't know of any um, 
out trans guys that I could talk to up here. Mm-hmm. So literally all my information I got online, I got on Downlink. I got oh, from Downlink. Oh man, I yeah. got that one. Okay. Go you know, like, yeah. So I got from asking different guys on online what what the process was, what they knew of the process to be. And then some of them actually gave me some tips on where I could go up here and what kind of doctors I needed to search for. So that began my search and then I managed to get everything set up and, and got started and it was a it was a beautiful feeling. That's that's great. I know how beautiful of a feeling that is. And you all really I I I love Canada. Let me just say that. Because <laughs> like being being here in the US, you know, having to fight for everything. I just love the way that you all are able to get those able to get your own rights, like get what you deserve up there. And I think that's so special that you all have, because I don't know what's going on here in the United States right now. But <laughs> we need to get it together. That I do know. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, so that process, uh, was it, did it seem pretty easy for you then being up there? For me, it, it was pretty easy. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are still some guys up here that still have to to wait a bit, depending on their doctor and how long their doctor has them wait, their caseloads, et cetera, before right. some guys are able to start testosterone. Some guys have um, longer periods of time that they have to sit with a therapist before they can get approved to start testosterone. Some guys, not as long. Um, I was blessed that the the doctor's office that I went to had a um, a therapist on staff that you could set up an appointment with, and you just had to sit down and talk to the to the doctor for I think I talked to the doctor for about two hours and explained oh, wow. my and told him about my life and where I was at, and he checked in my mental space and what what the repercussions could be if I didn't start testosterone, all that kind of stuff. So after talking with him for a bit. He wound up saying, okay, he approved me with my doctor and my doctor let me get started, right? But I also think a big part of the reason is I think spiritually everything was aligned in such a way that my ancestors also realized that this is what I needed in order for me to fulfill the tasks that I'm meant to fulfill on this earth, right? And if you're not ready to those doors, then sometimes things take a little bit longer because you have to learn the lessons. And if they don't see an action... They're not sure if you can actually handle what's going to come once you step into that, into that body, into that life, you know? Right. Right. I feel that a hundred percent what you're saying right there. I really do. I really do. When I, when it comes to our ancestors, I really feel like they are looking out for us on a lot of different things. And, you know, just for you to mention that and for everything to align the way it did for you, that's awesome. That's really awesome. I know I had a like similar experience. I, I feel bad because I hear you know, guys that are hitting us up, you know, daily, and they're telling us that they're having such a hard time, you know, getting approved. And, you know, some are having to go, they're making them go to therapy for like a whole year, things like that. And I'm just like, wow, I I just wish there was more that I could do, you know, so they could go ahead and start that transition so they could feel, you know, 100% at home in themselves. But um, like I said, I was, uh, fortunate like you were I only had to go to two sessions um to meet with the therapist and after I did those two sessions um they approved me and I actually did both of my sessions in a week so they were you know really good with that for me so well that's great um I know that we also have people in Canada so that follow us so you know that's great to get this information from you 
so that they'll, you know, have a little bit of insight as to how things go up there. Yes, um, for sure. Okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, when did you know you were trans? Like, did you know when you were younger? Did you have any feelings? How did that go? Um, for me, I I knew I was different. Um, the word trans wasn't a thing at that time. Nobody really had that kind of language or was using that kind of language. I didn't really know exactly what I was, um, mm. but I knew I was different. I used mm-hmm. to pee standing up. I chased girls playing kiss and tag. Like mm-hmm. everything about me was just not what most people would deem to be the behavior of a young girl, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I kept everything inside because I didn't think that I could say anything. And I also didn't have the language to say anything. Um, mm. So I just, I just held it. I just held it, which a lot of people in our community do. We just hold it. Yeah. Either because we don't have the language or now, even with the language, we're not sure if the people that we should be able to tell our, our innermost secrets, our, our most sacred truths to will even understand the language and how much energy do we have to even educate them? You know what I mean? So sometimes we're stuck. Just holding on. Mm-hmm. You, you. I'm telling you, you're taking the words directly out of my mouth. You're, you're so correct. Um, like I try to relate to myself, and just like you were saying, like when I was younger, I didn't know what trans was. Exactly. I had, I never heard that term. I didn't even, I didn't even know about gay people till I was a little bit older. Like all I knew is that I was different, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. I remember I'd want to, like, try on my dad's suits. I've said this before. Like, I'd be in the room trying to try on my dad's church suits and, you know, yeah. just being scared when somebody was, like, one time my sister tried to walk in the room and I was trying on my dad's suit. And I'm telling you the fear that just, like, went through my soul. So it's just, like, right. I feel you. We don't necessarily know how to put it into terms when you're younger, but we do know that we're different. And that, you know, and as we get older, luckily now we're in a society where we are able to talk about these things. And I'm glad that we're able to, you know, potentially be there for the crowd that's younger, for the younger generation that's coming after us. Like people like you are so influential and you allow them to look up to you. So that's why I think what you're doing is amazing because you're giving that younger generation like a role model, someone that they can aspire to be like, someone that they know that they're able to achieve things just like you did. You know, that's that's a blessing. I, I never set out to be a role model um, at all. I just, mm-hmm. I just did an ad, you know what I mean? I just happened to, to talk about myself and have my father support me in that. That's really all I did. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to see it in that way. I guess, mm-hmm. I guess for some, I can see how it could appear to be brave if, if you're not in a place in your life where you're able to live your authentic self. Um, but I think once you get to that point where you can, it becomes, mm-hmm. you know, that you also have a support system of people that love you, whether it's mm-hmm. blood chosen family you know you have a, a, a circle of people that you can lean on it becomes I think yeah. a little easier so I don't I don't feel like I was brave I think I just I just was at a point where it became easier for me to be mm. myself that's that's amazing that you're able to reach that point and I know that that's what trans and color is about trying to allow men to be their authentic selves and be comfortable in their skin. And even though you don't see it as being necessarily brave, you were just stepping out 
a lot of guys do look up to you and think that you were brave for that because they're not able to do that as of yet. And you've given them the platform and the, and you've inspired them to be able to be able to be themselves. Like, honestly, I had a young gentleman speaking to me and after he said he watched your commercial, he was able in himself to be his true self around his family. And he was no longer scared to, you know, hide who he truly was. So you're you're doing amazing things. So I know you, like you said, you might you were just being yourself, but you're definitely inspiring many lives out here. Many, many more than you can ever imagine. Yeah. Blessing. Okay. So let's see. I want to talk about, you know, I said I want people to get to know you for, you know, just who Samson is. So uh do you have any hobbies that you do you have any hobbies? Uh to be honest. My my main hobbies right now, I tend to spend a lot of my time writing. Um, I, I've been working on slowly decorating uh, the balcony of my apartment. Um, so that's becoming oh, okay. a hobby, little, little, little interior design work. Um, okay. Yeah, mostly just writing. I spend time with my family. I spend time with my friends. Um, I try and just chill, too, and just spend a lot of time by myself. I like to sit by the water and just relax and just mm-hmm. listen to the waves and mm-hmm. hear the messages of what life is is sending to me and then figure out my next steps from that. That's amazing. And I love that you said you like to spend some time by yourself because I think that's important for people to have that time to meditate and have self-reflection and, yeah. you know, get to know themselves entirely. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I also love the fact that you're, it seems like your family, you have the support of your family, at least your dad. And Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing um, that you do have that. Um, Yeah. My dad is amazing. He's one of my best friends. My mom is also a big supporter. It took her a little bit of time to get, to get used to, used to the change. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I think she really had to, um, and I think I think most family friends of of people who are trans have to, in a way, um, almost grieve the person that they mm. knew. That's um, so the, Their idea of the person that they that they know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, in order for them yeah. to accept this new you. So I think my mom took a little bit longer to grieve than my dad did, um, mm-hmm. but she's getting there, which is which is beautiful. You know, she, she calls me by the correct pronouns. She she uses the right name. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's my beautiful. Siblings that are really supportive. So it's it's a beautiful thing. That really is. And I'm I'm so glad to hear that, you know, your mom is coming around, that you have the support of your dad. You know, I I struggle in that area. Um, I, I lost my mom, so I don't have my mom here, unfortunately, but you know, my dad, it's going to take him a while. I I know it is. Um, but that's why I think it's so beautiful that you do have the support of your family and, you know, and I've also learned that, like you said, even earlier, that as long as you have a support system, whether it's blood or Mm -hmm. family that you've been able to choose on your own terms, it's just great to have a support system, people that encourage you and uplift you and support you. And yeah. so I just think it's beautiful that you are able to have that in your life. Yeah, it is a beautiful thing. And, you know, 
to be honest, you said that your dad um, is still struggling, um, <laughs> but it's, it's obviously it's going to take some time. I don't know if you're an only child. Um, I'm my mother's only child. I'm the okay. youngest dad's kids, right? So it might have been a little bit easier for my dad because he had other kids to to figure out which ways he wanted to approach parenthood. And with, mm. with my mom, I'm just the only one, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think the more time you actually spend um, both with yourself and with your dad, taking the time to sit down and talk with him, explain to him the things that you felt, even if it means going through photo albums that sometimes are hard to look at, but to see how he looked at things in the specific picture that might be completely different from how you saw it, right? I didn't mm. realize how many times my mom, I could show my mom a picture of me at the age of five and she'll say, oh yeah, on this day you were doing this, this, and this, and it was great. And it was so wonderful. And we went shopping and you bought these clothes and I'm just thinking in my head, I didn't care for the clothes. I chose those clothes because, you know, but she didn't mm-hmm. know the situation at that time. So it took some going through things like that for us to see that there's two different ways of looking at the same situation and the same outcome, but how you get there is very different. Right. Oh my goodness. You, you're giving so much good information right now. I hope everyone is listening. This is amazing. Um, and you're right. You're right. I do have to realize that we're looking at it from two different point points of view, mm-hmm. you know, and I have been telling myself that I do need to be a little bit more patient because, you know, for all this, I'm, I'm 32, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm 34. Oh, okay, okay. I'm 34. Um, I started my transition when I was 32. Right. And so for all this time, I have to realize that my father has known me a certain way. So he does have to grieve that individual that he thought was there before. Yeah. It, it does take time. So I am trying to be a lot more patient with him when mm-hmm. it comes to that and being more understanding. And I've also been letting other people know that sometimes you do have to allow people a little bit of time to go through that process. You can't necessarily force anyone into it, but right. if you allow that time that I feel like they will eventually come around and be able to respect and love you as the person that you are, because you're still the same person. Exactly. And you've always been that person. Right. You've got the same qualities, the same character, the same things that they loved and admired and appreciated about you are still there. They're just in a different packaging now. But it's we'll be right back after a brief message from our sponsors. Still the same person. Yeah. Exactly. Yep, you said it. Exactly. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Um okay, so let me ask you something. Uh, what's your favorite food? Do you have a favorite food? My favorite food. Um I, I think I have different kinds of favorite foods. It really just depends. Um, if it's if it's uh, Italian food, it's it tends to be like a Alfredo. Um, mm, Alfredo, I think. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, like a, a fettuccine Alfredo, whether it's with yeah. some kind of a, a seafood topping or some other kind yeah. of food. That's my thing. If it's West okay. Indian food, I like white rice with ackee and saltfish. Um, for oh. Jamaican food, for Trini food, I love boljal and, and bake. You know, for Asian food, it, it's different. I love me a good sushi. You know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> so yes. It, it all, I feel it all of this. Yeah, and I love some Ethiopian food. It really just depends, especially because in our city, in Toronto, we have so many different 
cultures, right? So there's so many different types of restaurants to choose from. You can go to a Nigerian mm-hmm. restaurant one day. You can go, you know what I mean, to Koreatown another day. You can oh, go to yes. a Eastern restaurant another day, go to a Greek place. So it really just depends on what you're feeling for. Wow, that is amazing. So you have me right now just wanting to go to Canada. Um, <laughs> like hop and on a plane and just go, I'm telling you. That's crazy. I have not been, the last time I was in Canada, we went to Niagara Falls and I was a child. So it was probably like 15 years old. So I didn't necessarily get the full experience, but I'm coming. I'm telling you that I'm about to be up there. So when yeah. I get up there, let me know where you are. And we have definitely got to meet up for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. All right. So let's see. Um, I know you were saying to relax that you spend time by yourself and you like the water. Like what else do you do to relax and get that time for yourself? Um, I meditate a lot. Uh, I water my plants. I talk to my plants. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Some time at my altar, I burn some sage or some Palo Santo, a little incense. I just Hold a little meditation for self-care. I'll just run myself a bath or I'll go to like a sauna or something or work out, do mm. some yoga, read. I love that. Okay. Mm. Okay. So I have to say, I love that you mentioned the altar because yeah. I wasn't, before I didn't know about this stuff, but my wife has got me um, into it and we had definitely have an altar in our room. So that's amazing that you said that. And yeah. then uh, the you said uh, the sauna, like to relax and stuff. That's yeah. great. Um, I don't know if you've been able to check out the, we, <clears throat> excuse me, I actually wrote a new article for FTM Magazine. Okay. And um, it's uh, it's called Trans and Naked, My Experience at Spa World. So I went to a sauna um, okay. to relax and ended up having to be naked. So that's my whole experience. And that because I didn't know that uh, going in. So, um, but yeah, the whole sauna thing, I love that. I ended up having a really good experience. So I agree with you on that, on being able to relax, things like that. And meditation. Yes. Let me tell you, I used to fight against meditation. I was like, I don't understand the point of it. Whenever I would try to do it, I was falling asleep. I was like, I don't understand it. I'm not doing it. But I gave it another chance and it's life changing. Yes. Um, being able to do that uh so thank you for mentioning that you're bringing up a lot of good things for everyone yeah. um, okay um so let me just ask you um if you were to give some advice to someone listening or you know like a trans man like what advice would you have for someone oh wow um i think i think the the most important advice i could give anybody is Spend time with yourself. Get mm. to know yourself, the things you like, the things you don't like, what you can tolerate, what you can't tolerate. It becomes a lot easier when it comes down to figuring out what you want out of your life when you spend time with yourself because you know what actually makes you tick. You know what I mm. mean? So that's the most mm. important thing. It also gives you time, depending on where you're at in your transition, it also gives you time to figure out exactly what you want to do and how you want to get there, what steps you need to take make a plan you can do all that kind of stuff and it also lets you know how determined are you to get to your end goal and if that's right. the case you know what your end goal is then you know what you're not willing to have distract you from that end goal mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Some, some things can look great and like they're right. exactly what you need right now and sometimes it's just that they're supposed to teach you something in this yes. 
It's not necessarily yes. they have to go with you to the next stage. You still have your end goal in mind, and that's what you always have to focus on. But you won't you won't be able to focus on it if you don't keep spending time with yourself, reminding yourself of what your end goal is. So spend exactly. time when you can, depending on what your spiritual faith is. Spend time on whatever your faith is, whether you're a person who happens to have an altar, you know what I mean, or an ofrenda or, or whatever the case is, you you spend time with it. You know what I mean? Right. If, you're, if your faith means you go to church, then go to church and pray. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? In your room and pray all the time, every moment of every day, look into what your faith is, what is getting you through to your end goal. Your faith is what's going to carry you to your end goal. Nothing else will. Your faith and your determination. Right. And if you trust that, that your faith can carry you through, it will. Things will always get better. You know what I'm saying? Joy yeah. comes in the morning. And it's hard to okay. see what morning is when you don't spend time on what your morning looks like. Mm. What it should feel like. That is so deep. That, that's so deep. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I know other people needed to hear that because I needed to hear that right now. Um yeah. Thank you. So thank you. I, I I can't even go into it, but thank you for just putting that out there right now. No um, that was no definitely, definitely needed. Um, yeah. Thank you, Samson. No problem. Uh, Not at all. <laughs> you're, you're, you're awesome. All right. Um, so I, I just want to know, do you feel like being trans has helped you grow as a person? <laughs> wow. You know, I think I think being trans has helped me confirm exactly what my purpose is on this earth. Mm. I think okay. that's the best way to put it. I think that what I've come to realize after spending time with my ancestors, spending time with my altar, spending time with myself, um, I've realized that my purpose on this earth is to one spread hope to spread love, you know, to spread generosity, to, mm. to show people a different way of looking at life. Um, mm. and, to teach. and I think that in order for me to fulfill that purpose, it would have been harder for me to do so in the way that I'm able to do so now, if I had been in the, in the body that was assigned to me at birth. Yes. And I think that my ancestors knew that I, I had to be assigned that body so that I could overcome the things I needed to overcome to, to realize exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Wow. That, makes that makes all the sense in the world that <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You're, I understand exactly what you're saying right there. And, you know, sometimes I feel like we are given certain, I guess, hurdles, but it makes us such more, amazing of a person when we go through these through these hurdles and being able to overcome them and then still make a difference in the world is just it's just incredible that we're able to do that so i definitely commend you on that um yeah. i really do um all right so let me let me ask you um 11 11 tell us yeah. about that um 11 11 is my monodrama it's my one um, I've been working on it since 2015. Um, I was an artist in residence at a uh, a Black-owned theater company in Toronto that's run by uh, Debbie Young Anita Africa, who is one of the four dramatists in the world. Um, mm -hmm. So, as 
company called the Wata Theater, W-A-T-H. Um, and so as an artist, I spent a year there and how tuition-based, depending on your age, there were varying ages of us that were in different cohorts. And in the cohort that I was in um, was a tuition-based one. And to offset exchange, I did stage management. So I also got to get better as a stage manager while learning how to write this script and go deep into the work that I needed to do within myself to heal myself, to write my own story. So the first generations were with a lot of, a lot of pain, getting all that out, you know, just present that and just leave to see how that helped people, how it healed people, how did it heal myself? Um, this is decided, okay, you've personally and spiritually, um, a break and they did. So in 2016, me a little bit of a break and then they came back 2017 for you to write again. So I just kept writing and then the editing just started and then again with the B and my ancestors said, okay, we're ready for you to present this. And this is the, um, this is the, the program you're going to go and present through as a, as a platform project. Um, so I did that and I applied to that. I applied to be able to stay at home and write and possibly a couple of theaters here. Um, one queer one, Bad Times, and another Black-owned one called the Both um, did me this grant for theater creators. So I was able to stay at home and just write. And then I'm when I you know, perform my piece. And I did that. The play looks at, one, my life, um, but it's done in a biomythical format. So there are aspects that are definitely true to my life. And then there are some aspects that are a little bit more mythologized. Um, one of the things that teaches is uh, this, this, this way of looking at the different mythologies of our culture came to be the way that it is now, right? And how things started. Um, and my mother is South African, so the majority of the play is from an African standpoint in terms of South mm. African, different religion, looking at transitioning. So it looks at this who starts at the age of seven and ends the, the play um, in their 20s. From that young age of seven, 20s, trying to figure out how they're eventually going to come out of the closet, live as their authentic self. And the fact that they're consistently going through having these dreams where their ancestors are providing them with messages of what they need to do, what their next steps are, the fact that they need to live their truth, their choice, this is what they have to do. And then also looks at uh, um, a Sangoma, who is a a natural healer in South African culture, but has this Sangoma who tells uh, this, this one that the main character in the, in the show um, about what their dreams mean and the fact that you have to choose sometimes. And sometimes it's mm. not easy. Sometimes it's the hardest thing you're ever going to have to. But the minute you decide to, to choose a specific way of living your truth, that's when mm. you're able to actually fulfill what you're supposed to do. That's really all it boils down to. So that's what the play kind of looks at. So it's it's a it's a wonderful story. It it was received very well by the community. Um, wow. Now into ways to potentially um, to potentially tour the show, or us or or have another run in the city at another theater. 
Um, so oh, I'm looking. Yes. But so, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think it's it's important. It's an, it's an important thing to look at in terms of how how our spirit guides us to be who we're supposed to be. You know, we a lot of times it's easy for us to ignore our gut instinct or we just think, oh, is that actually my conscious or is that just, you know, my my ego running away from me and telling me what I want to know? You know what I mean? But sometimes yeah. it's 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 your gut. It can be your ego, but in the core of it is is your is your ancestors, your spirit guides, it's your spirit telling you what you need in order for you to survive. You know what I mean? Wow. That is so amazing. Okay. I have to ask because I would love, love to be able to be able to come see this because you're definitely speaking to me right now. So how can people reach you and see, um, be able to see your play? Um, well, right now um, I'm on a little bit of a hiatus. I'm going to be stage managing another couple of shows um, over the summer um, and into the fall. But uh, I'm still in talks with with a theater to see what the possibility of the show coming back. So if okay. it does come back, just to my Instagram, um, which okay. is at O-N-K-E dot A-B-A-N-T-U. Um, and uh, I'll definitely keep up going on that as to when the next the next run it's going to be end up touring so that oh wow amazing i let me tell you i will be following i already am but i will definitely be following and you know making sure to see you know when that does come through because that sounds absolutely amazing i would love to be there to be Mm -hmm. able to come wow yeah okay well um, Samson, before we wrap things up today, um, is there anything else that you want to say or any advice that you want to give to people out here today? Um, just anything you want to do, uh, we'll say to just wrap things up. Yeah, I think, I think one thing that I want to say is that when you know yourself, when you know what you need, when you know what you desire, when you know what you deserve, um, is when the world returns everything back to you and if you um when you operate from a place of love the universe responds back in kind right a lot of times we we operate from a place of lack thinking that we don't have anything we don't have enough we don't have what the next person has but we have everything we need it's it's us placing limitations it's because of how we're choosing to to perceive so when you perceive things from a place of love you don't see anything else but an abundance of love you just have to look for it figure out where it is but it's there in sometimes the most unexpected places from the most unexpected people but it's Mm -hmm. it's there wow samson thank you thank you so much for being here today you have provided us with so much good information so many tips like so much positive encouragement and like i said before you are definitely making a difference out here in this world and I definitely want to stay in contact with you because I know you're going to change so many, so many things. You've already made a change now, and I know you're going to go on to do amazing things in the future. So we will definitely be in contact with you for sure. And thank you for giving our listeners such positive encouragement today. Sure, for sure. All right. Of course. Thank you. Thank you again, and I really hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and have a great uh, Pride Month as well.
Yes, you too. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very special episode here at Trans in Color. Uh, We really do apologize for those technical difficulties that we were having there at the end. And thanks for your patience and support and for still tuning in. Um, We actually do have some big news. We've just partnered with Transcend Them, who will be donating products each month for free giveaways. Um, Transcend Them is a trans and queer-owned company who provides quality products such as prosthetics to the LGBT community. So be sure to follow uh, them on Instagram. Um, You can find them at Transcend Them. That's T-R-A-N-S-C-E-N-D. T-H-E-M. So that's Transcend Them. And also be sure to follow us on Instagram. Um, that's trans underscore in underscore color. So follow us there because we will have instructions for the giveaway. Uh, as always, we appreciate you for tuning in. We love each and every one of you, and we really appreciate you for your continued support. Um, we're also having a fundraiser through GoFundMe. So if you're able to contribute, please do. Uh, please do. If you're not able to contribute, if you could share our GoFundMe, we would really appreciate it. Um, you can find the link to donate to our GoFundMe on our Instagram page, um, you know, the trans in color. So if you're able to donate, it really does not matter how big or small your donation is. We appreciate it all the same. And we just appreciate you all for being there and for believing in us. Um, well, that's all that needs to be covered this week. Um, again, we love you. Thank you so much for your support. And we'll see you again next week for another episode here at Trans in Color.